Welcome to the Love Works Here podcast. My name is Sean York. This is Hannah Gorham. Still here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you've made it this far. <laughs> Today we're talking about the path. And the path is basically, it's an emotional need that every employee has that they want to feel like when they come into a job, this isn't a dead end job and that there's somewhere that they can go and they can work towards. So today we are going to talk about a few systems that we have created over time. And basically we'll just tell the stories of how those came to be and what life was like before and what life is like after. And hopefully, uh, and then we'll share those on like pictures of those systems on Instagram and maybe someone will be inspired. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Okay. So let's get started with, this is the Love Works Here podcast episode Three. Three. The path. I love my job. High volume, fast food, 160 employees. It is a pressure cooker and it gets crazy. But I truly believe that it's possible to build a business where everyone loves their job. It sounds impossible. And when I first started this business, it was. I'm not the extrovert or the social butterfly. I'd rather be building systems and crunching numbers on Excel. But I decided to stop making excuses of why I couldn't and start utilizing my love for systems to build a better culture. Today, I call it the York Framework, but it's really just a collection of systems designed to make a better workplace and make people happier. I'm going to share all the mistakes I've made so that you don't have to make them, and we'll look for new problems to solve along the way. I'm Sean York, and love works here. So before I was at Chick-fil-A, I worked at Home Depot for 10 years. And when I moved away to college, I came down to Southern California. And I was actually the sign maker, believe it or not. I, was, uh, I would make all the signs, go around the store, work on weekends. I'd go to college during the week. That's a job? Just kidding. <laughs> the sign maker job was good because I kind of got to make my own hours. And if you could imagine like the best job that you would want, like the most ideal situation. So I was going to college Monday through Friday. I would show up really whenever I wanted to on Saturday and I would had, I didn't have a boss and I would just push this cart around with all my pens and these signs. And I would, if I wanted to go on break, I would go on break and I wouldn't like, nobody said anything. I would clock out and go total autonomy. That was my job for like two years and everything was you know, you'd think was okay. Well, one day I was, I was talking to somebody. I've been working there five years and this brand new hire says, you know, it's a pretty good job. You know, I make this much. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy, they're hiring people making more than I do. Ouch. Yeah. Like I was really upset at that. Now he didn't get to make his own hour. Like he, I had all these perks, but still it really bothered me that even if I wanted to make more, there wasn't really anything I could do about it. So I said, so I go to my boss and I said, Hey, I heard that they're hiring people at this rate. Is that true? He said, yeah. And I said, do you want to know how much I make? And I told him and and he's like, Oh man, that's not good. And I said, yeah, what are we going to do about that? Like, how do I, how do I make more? And he's like, uh, when's your next review? And I said, it's like in two months. And he goes, okay, well, that's good. So because you're a sign maker, there's not really like a review form for the sign maker. So here's what we should do. If, if you could take photos of your work and then make like a portfolio and that way we could see and that way when they go to do re- your review, uh, we would be able to look at what you do and kind of hopefully we could get you a bigger raise. And I said, OK, cool, I could do that. You know, so I started taking photos of all my work and just looking at, you know, putting all this whole thing. And I had this thing I was really proud of. 
And um, then I found out that the person doing the review was like the district manager who I've never met this guy, but he was coming in and he's like the big dog. And I was like, well, that's probably good. I'm going to impress this guy. I've never met him, but he's a big guy. Like, and, and maybe that's a bigger raise for me. So I was all excited. I went in and here's the problem with the review process. Every time you do a review, it's a different person. So if, if you got a review one year and then somebody said like, Hey, do this. And then that's your, that's your plan. Well, you could have a review a year later and get somebody who said a totally different plan. Is it? Oh yeah, that's good what you did, but here's what I want. Here's what I want you to do. And there really was no set plan. It really was up to whoever was reviewing you that year. So I'm sitting down with this guy and I think, okay, this is hopefully I'll, this is my big shot. I'm going to get this raise. And I sit down with him and he looks through the whole book and he says, I remember, oh, it was horrible. <laughs> I, I remember him looking at it, just kind of puzzled, like this puzzled look. And then he looks at me and he says, this is what you do? And I said, yeah. And I'm, you know, like I'm proud, you know, like this is it. Oh man. And I said, yeah. And, uh, you don't work in a department? No, like I kind of work for all the departments, you know, like I'm kind of like, you know, like I used to work for hardware, but I'm, I'm kind of like work for everybody. And he goes, but you're not in an apartment. I said, no. And he goes, um, anyone can do this. Okay. Ouch. ouch. But, uh, yeah. And so he's like, anyone could do this. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to work in a department. You can choose the department and I want you to train somebody else to do this. Maybe train a couple of people so that they can do it when you're not around. Just like that, five years of hard work, dashed. Yeah, and so like I, you know, I was like, okay, so I'm like, didn't say anything to him. I'm not going to argue with him, but I'm like, so basically, what you're telling me is you want me to train somebody else to take my spot, like multiple people to take my spot, so my job is obsolete, and then you want me to go back to a department, like kind of demoting me, and and then like right then I realized I'm not getting that raise, am I? (laughs) Like, um. And uh, needless to say, five years of being employed at, at this company, and that was it. I, I ended up leaving and quitting, and I just gave it all up because there was I, it was just a dead end. And it was so frustrating that they just took all my work and just kind of said, you know, and by the way, this job that I was doing was everything that everybody wanted me to do. Like all the managers. Yeah, somebody had to put you there in the first place. Yeah, it wasn't like I, you know, swindled my way into this job. <laughs> You know, like I was doing what they wanted and then had to have this guy come in and say, like, everything you're doing, like, doesn't matter. And, you know, so I left. Eventually, I did. I did come back to Home Depot. And that's kind of my story is eventually I find Chick-fil-A through Home Depot. But I did go back to another store and um, I was making signs for them, too. (laughs) But it was crazy because they hired me back like three dollars more. Because I was like, oh, I have five years experience. And they're like, well, okay, this is what we start people at. So five years, like just by quitting and rehiring, I made more. Anyway, so that's, uh, that's kind of like a story of my frustration with, you know, dealing with a situation that was really kind of a dead end. And I was really left on, you know, how do I make more money? So when you, you know, got to be in charge of your own business, that was one of the first things to, to be changed is you were wanting people to have a clear idea of where they were heading. Yeah, you'd think that I would want that. Like, just in kind of hindsight, you would think like, man, a guy that went through all this and didn't know how to move forward and wanted to move forward and wanted to make more money and just kind of 
hit this dead end. Like you would think that that was the first thing when I start my own business. Like I'll make sure I take care of that. Yeah, from day one, people know that'll what never they need to do. never happen to my people. And it's crazy because I did the exact same thing to my people. And the reason is is because I didn't know any different, right? Like that's the environment that I was raised. I was like, well, this is how we did it at Home Depot and reviews. They're and- a pretty good company, so. Um, we do what's called an annual review. <laughs> so yeah, that's I, I did the same thing. And I'll never forget, I had this girl working up front and you know, you have good people and then you have people that are so-so. And this girl was on the, the kind of the lower end of the productivity scale. Maybe I would say the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were kind of like, man, she's really dragging and I don't know if this person's going to last. And the leadership team was just kind of not pleased with working with her. And one day they said, somebody said, yeah, she said this the other day. And I heard her say this the other day. And I was like, what? And they said, yeah, she said she was overworked and underpaid. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This, if anyone's not, she's not overworked, trust me. (laughs) But it really bothered me. You know, it really bothered me. Like weeks later, I, I kept hearing that, even though like I should have taken that with a grain of salt. Yeah, like it, overworked compared to who? Yeah, like it, but it bothered me. And the reason it bothered me is because I didn't have an answer for her. You know, like I'm like, no, you're not over, you're not overworked. And, you know, you're not underpaid. But based on what? You know, and I, and I wrestled with that was I don't have the answer. Like I don't have the rebuttal to this girl because I wanted to say, no, no, look, let's open this up and look, here's the standards for why we pay what we do. And here are all the reasons why you're not overworked. Here are the expectations. And I had nothing. Hmm. And I didn't really even know at the time that that was the answer. But I knew that something was missing. And it, and it bothered me that I didn't have an answer. Yeah, that, you're looking to turn to something. And it yeah, didn't like exist. She, she, was up, she was right. I knew she was wrong. but <laughs> She I, got to be right. Yeah. Because you didn't have anything to show for it. So fast forward a few years later and I read this book, Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea Zappos. Okay. And so he talks about the emotional need, which is perceived control. We call it a path, but really it is that they have control of their destiny. Now, I had a lot of control as a sign maker, didn't I? Like I could write my own schedule. <laughs> I could come and want, leave. I, yeah. Total autonomy, you know. Dan Pink in the book Drive, he talks about the key, these emotional needs are autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Like autonomy is important. I had autonomy. What I didn't have was a path. You know, you could do whatever you want. Okay, I want to make more money. Uh, but what people want is a path. So if they want to move forward, they know the steps to move forward. And, you know, the, the control is if they want to, they can. If they don't want to, they don't have to. But I didn't have a path at all. And so reading this, I was like, man, we need to let our people know that if they want to make more money, here's how to do it. Uh, now, keep in mind at the time, if they wanted to make more money, they had to come into my office, right? They had to come and ask me for a raise. I was talking to this operator once and he was so frustrated because Somebody had came into his office and asked for a raise and it was somebody who worked in the kitchen and he said, uh, okay, like I'm going to give you this raise. I'm going to give you this raise, but you can't tell anybody. And so he said, okay, you know, we all know how this one yeah, is. <laughs> yeah, right. And so he, uh, so he gave the guy a raise and he goes into the kitchen and He's, he said, I'm so mad. The guy just goes and he tells everybody. Sure enough, like three more people come in. Hey, I heard you're giving out raises. Like we, we want to raise too. And he was so mad. He goes, I'm about to bring that guy back into the office and say, that raise that I gave you, I'm taking it away. Now, a couple things that are wrong with that. One, 
you can't do that. <laughs> it's it's literally like a, who's going to tell them? It's like a federal <laughs> law. Yeah, right. Um, they are allowed to talk about wages. So besides the fact that you know that would be illegal, obviously the frustration is there, and so and I deal with that. Like as the owner of the business, I had people come in and say, "Can I, you know, hey, can I talk to you? You know, hey, what time are you going home today? You know." Oh, great. (laughs) Can I talk to you before you leave? Okay, fine. And the conversation starts with, you know, bills or this or that. And you're like, oh, no, I know where this is going. And this person is talking to me like is so sweet. And like, if anyone deserves it, they do. Just give it to them. And then three more people come in, you know. And so obviously it's a tension in the business. And I think any business owner would, would say that that's a frustrating, that's a tension point. There's this tension of, I want to know how to make more from the employee side. And then there's a tension on my side of, man, I got these people coming to me asking for raises and you give one and then you got to give three and then you got to give to everybody. And then six months later, it starts all over again. So there's a tension on my side, a tension on their side. Let's just solve it, you know? And so that's when you read the book and it says, you know, they want perceived control. So what we have now, fast forward to today, if you go into the break room and we'll post a picture of this, of our you know little roadmap, is everything's on there. Every It's what their title is, what their wage is, and what their uniform is. And even what they had to do to get that. It's oh, yeah. like which checklist they had to complete. Which checklist they had to complete. So I mean I'm thinking about that when me and I was at Home Depot, like it's on the wall. Everybody knows what brand new team members make. I just put it up there. It was like, you know what? Honesty is the best policy. Here's what they make. If somebody comes in, they're brand new, their first day, guess what? That's what they make right there. And what's gonna, what happened to me is not going to happen here. Now, it took me like, you know, what, 13 years for us to get there. But uh, it's a great system. Just out of curiosity, because I didn't get to see it. What did the first version of that look like? Because okay. I know we read it ours at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Well, we had a couple versions, right? So the one before it was like, it was like, like a sports theme. Yeah. Basketball. Like fill the bench. Yeah college basketball (laughs) with like the plays and the X's and the, you know, so that was the last one. But the first one, which was like 10 years ago, have you ever seen on the price is right? They have, it's the yodeler going up, (laughs) going up the, uh, he's like the yodelers going up the Swiss Alps or something. And at the very end, he goes to the top and falls over. I went on like Google images and I was like, path and there's all these paths i was like no it needs to go up like a climbing path like stair <laughs> steps you know and i was like c- trying to come up with all these like this visual and i kept coming back to this thing and i'm like the thing on price is right <laughs> and so finally i was like you know come on google and so i was like price is right mountain climber yodeler or something and so anyway i was like okay that's it that's what it, and i literally posted that on the wall and the title said i know what you're thinking I want to make more money or you want to make more money, but how or something. And so, and then I had, I, I took the whole thing, the, the Yoder, the mountain climber. And then it said like team member checklist, advanced team member checklist. And so I put along the way, all the checklists and that was it. That was like the, and that lasted, we had that in the break room for at least five years or, or more. And it was, that was the standard thing. <laughs> it's very crude. It, but that's the original, that's the original one. Yeah. So, so at that time it just had what list that they had to complete. To yeah, it, it was just their. T- I think it was just their title. Yeah, maybe it had the, their title, like what the title would be and what the list. So it didn't say how much the raise was. It didn't say what they would make or the uniform or anything like that. And then I think we did another one shortly after that was like, okay, here's the picture of the uniform, 
And then here's like the list of responsibilities. So it's kind of more like an org chart. So people would say, they would look at it and they would say, who does what? And so it served as kind of a who does what org chart. So people, if you saw a blue shirt, what's a blue shirt, you know? Oh, that's what a blue shirt does. But also to show them, if you want to do these things, you know, this is how you move up the ladder. So I remember that we called the document who does what because we couldn't rem- <laughs> we couldn't remember how to find it and then we'd go back and insert who does what. Yeah, that's but fu- yeah, that, <laughs> I think like that's the toughest document to find in the, because we called it the pathway, we called it the roadmap, we've called it who does what. <laughs> so there's never like a I mean that's kind of weird. It's like this this mystery document you keep typing different things in and different documents come but if up. somebody's looking to create their own the most important part is who does what in the store yeah yeah so we had the roadmap and then one day i had somebody say they finished a checklist and they were kind of disheartened that they weren't they weren't moving forward and one of the things that we do i mean we make sure that we give feedback if somebody finishes a checklist and they're if we feel that they're not ready yet and there's maybe a few things that they could learn still We'll kind of wait. And I heard somebody saying they're they're not going to, why should I finish my list or why should I work on my list? Because they're not promoting anymore like crew leads. And I said, what, what, what? And this, yeah, they said there's too many crew leads and they're not going to promote anymore. They said that to you? (laughs) The they? Yeah. Like they, yeah, they. And, and I was like, what are you guys talking about? You know? And again, it was this frustrating thing that I heard that, that I was just like, look right here, there's there's nothing there. You know, it was like, I wanted to prove like to tally them. Tally marks on the roadmap. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to prove to them that they were wrong, but I had nothing to do. And I said, oh, we need a document that shows that like, there's plenty of opportunities, guys. I need more leaders. You know, if we don't have enough leaders, like we'll make room for more because I can have you lead other parts of the business and do other things. We'll raise the bar. And so eventually I just said, okay, we need like a, a roadmap to show them the positions, but we also, yeah, like need to show like there are this many positions open. And so instead of doing, going down that road and making the roadmap a little more confusing, we came up with this idea of what now is today is the family tree. So we'll post this on our Instagram. And by the way, our Instagram is at love works here. Yes. You currently own that. (laughs) I'll give it to you one day. Okay. So this picture of it's a family tree now and it's got everyone in the business. It has their picture on it in a spot where all the team members can see it. And so it's kind of cool because it, it shows them where they are and all these red shirts. And then it shows them like, okay, here's the next uniform and that's maybe where they want to be. And then they can kind of see their way. And then at the very bottom of the tree is me and Lonnie. And it's kind of like where the, you know, mother and father of the organization (laughs) and then you have the directors and everyone so it's good to have on the wall it's good for all the team members to see their picture and see where they are and then say like i want to move be moved one spot to just a different level of i want to be in this line with all the other leaders so anyway those are things that both of those that we've done that kind of show people there are opportunities it's just i mean looking back it just seems so to me like common sense of if you're dealing with a, you know, for me, I was at Home Depot. We had like 300 people or something in this organization. And wouldn't you want all of those 300 people to, you know, wouldn't you say like, hey, have you been here for a year? These are the things that you should know. And if you're already probably going to pay them a standard raise, then 
you know, wouldn't you want them to know that? And how many of those people would say, I don't need to wait a year. I'll learn those in the first month. Give me that raise right now. And for an organization, they'd say, oh, man, we can get them to do all this stuff. And, yeah, we'll pay them now, but they'll be so much more equipped, you know. So it's a great – it's just a great way of making sure that you're optimizing. Like there are people, there are just so many team members that they want to learn. They really do. But just putting it on the wall and saying this is what it is. This is how you get there. And it's amazing to see them just – you know, unlock so much potential. When we talk about tension in the business, uh, the most tension comes from money, right? It comes from I'm not being paid enough or somebody else is being paid. It's unfair. And when you put a path on the wall and just say, this is what everyone's making. You want to make more? It's right there. It changes everything about all that tension leaves. It's not unfair anymore. If, if you want to make more, that's what you do. That's, there's nothing unfair about that. Everything's, it's the level playing field for everyone. So that tension is gone. The tension of people asking me for a raise, that's also gone. So I love the situation we have to where I have free reign to walk up to someone and be like, awesome job, you know? And, and me saying that doesn't obligate me to pay you more. I mean, your money is, it's on the wall, you know, awesome job. There are business owners out there that are afraid to give people compliments. They're afraid to say good job because if they do, the person's going to think, well, if you think I'm doing such a good job, why don't you pay me more? Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. And that's never thought about that before. Yeah. And literally people will say, you know, like in their head, man, that guy's a hard worker. Don't tell him though. Don't tell him. Cause if you do, then he's going to expect you to pay him more. And, you know, then that relationship's going to be messed up. Man, what a dysfunctional, you know, thing. And it's so common in business. That is so common. So uh, I can be their advocate and I can be their champion and root for them and say, like, you know, I, I hope I hope you do it. Like, I hope you'll finish your list because, like, you definitely deserve it. So, yeah, that's really cool. That is, uh, as far as we'll go, we'll talk about, we'll go into the next episode and talk about these checklists and say like, just because they're there, just because they're on the wall, doesn't mean that you fixed everything. If nobody's going through them, then it's just writing on the wall and there's nothing to it. So uh, that is momentum and that's the next one we'll talk about. So this has been the Love Works Here podcast, episode three, A Path. Thank you for listening and if you have any questions, please message us on Instagram. If you, if you have any questions yeah. about that session or anything else that you want us to like cover or talk about. The Instagram is finally live. Yeah, it is <laughs> at loveworks here. Uh, so message Slide us. Slide into the DMs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we would love to. We'd love to talk about the things that people want to know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, thank you for watching. Take care and be well.